Okay. Hello, everyone out there in Heart and Hustle Land. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am your tribal hostess, your movement motivator, your passion instigator. I'm just your everything. <laughs> Call it Reese Denis here. So happy to have another special episode. This week, got a special guest today, and I'm really excited to bring you Raven Stanfield. She Hi. is my good friend. She is a magic maker, also a very amazing global leader in, in leadership and magic. And she's an author and she's a healer and an acupuncturist and she's a singer and she's just my good friend. <laughs> and hey, Raven. Hi, so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy you're here. Finally, finally. We did I know. it. We did it. <laughs> so, so today we want to talk a little bit about what uh, Raven's got going on in the world and what she brings to the world. You know me, I love to connect you up with these amazing people as your tribal hostess, bringing, bringing our global gathering even closer together and so that we can support and network and learn and share with and to and from each other. And so, uh, Raven, you got so many good things going on. Why don't you give us a little, a little juice? Yeah. Well, I feel like, especially, especially in the last few years, but even longer than that, it has really been coming strong for me that one of the reasons that we've been going through so much in the times that we live in is that the world has a pretty complicated diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> and we all have a part of that prescription for healing it and mm. and it's big it's big so you know it's not just one person's job to take care of everything that's going on and if we can really get clear about the healing that we each need to do and also this piece about when we do the thing that we love to do, it ends up being healing for ourselves, for our communities, and actually for the world. Amen. Yeah. And yeah. And and it's simple. Um, you know, and it's it, but not intuitive. That when we find the thing that we do that really plugs us in, like that soul fire thing that just ignites mm -hmm. us and gets us really excited about life and contributing and giving back. When we do that thing, I suspect if we check in with our friends and family, they would tell us that that is the thing we do, our healing superpower. Mm. So yeah. I like to help guide people to that, yes. to that thing that brings the soul fire, to that way that we are each uh, an incredible revolutionary healer. Mm and really help people find you know what that is how they can be a healing force in the world and and how also the thing sometimes that we know the most about also can come from places where we've been wounded mm. so i work a lot with the the concept or archetype of the wounded healer right. where you know and i don't know if you know that story it's a greek myth and chiron was a half centaur half human who sustained a wound in battle 
that could never actually be healed. But because Chiron had that wound, there was this empowerment to be able to heal and take care of others. And so it was actually knowledge and wisdom that came from having the wound that really gave the juice. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so there's something about, and, and I don't mean to say that we can't seek healing for our wounds because we can and we must and we do, but something about, you know, really going to those places where we need healing ourselves gives us compassion and wisdom and experience to right. share with other people. And so it's pretty vital. Yeah, that's really great. Um, and sometimes we also need to teach the things that we need to learn the most, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Stay one step ahead. <laughs> yeah, great. and I think that also gives us, you know, in some ways it makes us relatable too. You know, and nobody's got it all figured out. Uh, and and whenever I figure something out, even if it's just the next step, I do think it's part of our our job to turn around and, and tell as many people as possible mm -hmm. and really help, you know, lift each other up. And, yes. and so that, cause we're all going to have to get there together. Well, and it's all part of building community and building connection and, yeah. and being open, being vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerable is like the big, big word these days. Uh, and, and allowing yourself to be human. Yeah. I mean, I might be perfect, but you know, everybody else is cute. <laughs> I mean, if I think about it too much, perfection is kind of dull. Right, absolutely. You know, nothing's happening. It seems stuck and static and stagnant. And, you know, when we're learning and growing and making mistakes and, and trying new things, but, you know, that's where the fun is. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I really also think there's something about that um, you know, I like to call it holy risks because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not stupid risks. It's not, you know, driving when you shouldn't be driving because you're <laughs> drunk. It's, it's, you know, it's the thing that you, you've always wanted to do, but felt a little bit afraid. It's the thing that, you know, you keep coming back to, um, that makes you feel a little squirmy inside, but, you know, just brings the excitement and, it's the thing that your friend does and you're like, oh, I've always wanted to try that, you know, but I'm afraid I wouldn't be good at it. I, I think those, those holy risks really bring us uh, excitement and help us touch joy and, and stay, you know, stay young in a way. <laughs> vibrant, right? vibrant. Yeah, vital. And adventure. So that's been a big word of mine the last couple of weeks. And that's something that we've been talking about. Adventure yeah. is what happens when you do step into that place, that yeah. place where your adrenaline is pumping and you're, you've got the fear kind of going on and you're sweating and you're nervous, but you're excited. Yeah. It's not like yeah. you're stepping into something that is deadly or, well, I mean, I suppose if you were... <laughs> Hang gliding or something. I don't know. <laughs> so many things in life could be deadly. That's right. You, know, you, you really can't. You can't. If, you, if you didn't do anything that could ever end in death, you would just sit home all the time and yeah. do nothing. Mm -hmm. And even then, you yeah. know. So I think life, life is about courting a little bit of risk. Right. And, and that just brings more life. Mm -hmm. Right? More energy and more 
awareness, I think, and it opens you up to uh, receive more and it opens you up to create more. Definitely. You know? Definitely. You step into a different zone. That's so cool. Yeah. So yeah. You, you, you've got stuff going on. You've got a book um, that you're working with for a course coming up. Is that right? Yeah. I wrote Revolution of the Spirit, Awaken the Healer, uh, launched it in 2016. And the goal was and still is to create a community of global revolutionary healers that are engaging with their soul fire and, and really, you know, I, I think I still believe it. I still believe that, uh, well, actually, I'm just going to tell you a little story that's been coming up for me lately. I, you know, when I was in a, a, a grief process pretty recently, I watched all the episodes of Grey's Anatomy, just one after <laughs> another. That was, that was part of my therapy. And what I love on that show is every, almost every episode, once an episode, someone's blood pressure drops and they start coding and they have to go get a crash cart <laughs> and push Epi and charge and jumpstart hearts and, and people don't always make it. You know, but you're always every episode, you know, on the edge of your seat going, come on, come on, let that heart get started again. And, and I, you know, I've just been thinking about that a lot. And I think that that's, you know, that's what we want to be doing in with the whole world, you know, to really be able to look at each other and go, you know, we're, we might not be out of danger, but, but we, we're going to make it, you know, it looks like we're going to make it. And, and I think that, you know, that's, that's the kind of hope I hope, I hope we can be peddling, you know, that it is, everything is worth healing and that we um, can certainly, even the parts of ourselves that we think are beyond, beyond hope, you know, we can heal it. And, and I think that, you know, there's so many of us that are really able to go get that crash cart and, you know, and, and get those paddles and, and jumpstart our hearts and jumpstart, you know, our communities and mm. really, you know, bring a different kind of energy yeah. into it's, the world. It feels like so much these days. I mean, there's kind of two, two points, but uh, it seems so easy to sit back and go, Oh, well, I can't make a difference. I can't make a change. I'm comfortable where I am. Yeah. And yet on the other side, it's like, seems like so many people are actually, you know, taking those big leaps now. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you yeah. feel like there's like that big uh, in between or I don't yeah. know, what, you know, I, I, I do. And I think that, you know, sometimes it's the space where we are, you know, maybe we have been, um, been wounded and, and we're, you know, kind of in the, in the in-between place. I, I love what you say. And I think those liminal kinds of spaces can be a place where we regroup mm. and a place where we think about what's next. And it's really, and where we do some deep healing and it's really helpful to do it, um, to do it with a friend, to do it with a mentor, to do it with a teacher you know, because what we, on the other side of that liminal space is going to be a place to take those risks that we're talking about, yeah. you know, to enter the adventure again. And so, you know, losing hope 
I mean, it, it certainly makes sense. I mean, I have been in some really hopeless places, you know, in the course of my life. And I think that the problem is, you know, I'm, I'm a storyteller as well, you know, as an author, it's just, if the plot ends there, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think what we need is these plot twists, you know, is this way where we look at our story and we don't know how it ends. And so we can, you know, think about um, what's next and what's a, What's the thing that we want to do that nobody expects us to do? Mm, mm, mm -hmm. um, and that's to me where the adventure comes in. You know, how do we find or create or acknowledge those in-between liminal spaces, get the healing and support and mentorship that we need, which is a lot of what Revolution of the Spirit is about, mm, you know, mm -hmm. talking about all the ways that we heal best. Um, many different, uh, you know, really bringing together technological and scientific um, advances with mind-body health, and mm -hmm. then also with these ancient cross-cultural practices that show up all over the world that have been uh, forgotten in some, in, some, in some ways. And these are things that heal us the best. Mm. Well, I love that. And so when you said you've been in some of those hopeless places, what has brought you back out again? Mm-hmm. Well, certainly friends, <laughs> certainly, you know, friends, family, tribe, you know, just knowing that we are held um, by something larger than mm -hmm. ourselves, whatever it is you believe, you know, whether it's the healing power of love or some kind of, you know, higher energy, just, just really knowing that this is not the end, uh, that it's just a place where you are right now that that has been incredibly helpful for me and and seeing those spaces those really intense spaces where the feelings are so strong and wild and and feel like they're never going to end to be able to see those places as creative you know so that we are generating energy from yeah. them right instead of instead of, uh, instead of allowing yourself to kind of wallow in that but to use it right use that space use that feeling to create to make art yeah. to sing to whatever it is that you do right yeah because i think if we can sing through it if we can write through it if we can you know make art about the way that it feels then that helps to shift it yeah and it's so much about that process. It's so much about that journey. A friend of mine said to me the other day, we were talking along a similar line of this, and it's, it's not the end product, right? It's not always that goal, but she said, there's no there there. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, that's so true because it's not about there. It's, it's on the way to there. Yeah. So there's no there there. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's all about here. Yeah. Where's here? Where are you? Yeah. Um, and I think that while a lot of those, those kinds of journeys, those initiation journeys or, or times when we've, you know, really lost things that are important to us, uh, you know, those are also spaces, the vulnerability of those spaces remind us of being human. Mm -hmm. Um, and my journey to those places also really helps me hold healing space for other folks that are there now. 
Um, so my capacity to hold space for other people gets bigger and bigger, you know, with all of the different experiences that I have in my life. Right. And, and that's helpful too. Right. You know, I mean, what, you know, think about what it's like to sit with someone who's either been through what you've been through or someone who can really just understand and hold you there. Right. And know how to know how to work through it with it allow you to be in that place and talk about it or not talk about it or whatever. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whatever holding you there means. Um, and I think that that's just one of the most amazing things that humans can do for each other. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Um, so what, what do you do for yourself now? Like what's your, daily self-care or weekly or monthly or whatever what do you do to heal yourself take care of yourself inspire yourself yeah well i you know i practice chinese medicine and what i love about acupuncture and chinese medicine is that it's rarely about abstinence (laughs) you know there's a few you know a few things that they would say yeah there's really not much healthy about that but but in general you know, if I can keep things in moderation, um, including moderation, then those are ways that I can really be kind and loving to myself. Mm. So that means most of the time I eat foods that are nutritious and life-giving and uh, clean and anti-inflammatory. And then sometimes I have French fries. <laughs> Which are life-giving in a different way. They are totally. I think I'm on this like um, bumper sticker kick. It's like sometimes I have French fries. <laughs> yeah. And 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 to be able to, you know, I mean, I um, my moving my body is kind of non-negotiable because when I do that, it's it's my antidepressant. It helps me. It's my it's anti-inflammatory. It helps me not have pain. You know, so I'm pretty good. It's it's motivational, right. you know, for me to get out and move my body and and be able to do that. And then sometimes I don't. Sometimes I lay around and watch Netflix. <laughs> um, and and so I think you know, it's like what what I really try to do for my own self care is have incredible empathy for wherever I am mm. to really encourage and parent myself towards the practices I know that are healthy. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you know, let myself really just do whatever feels decadent, Um, you know, and just to make sure that that's not every single day. Right. You know, if I'm drinking a bottle of wine and eating fries for every meal, you know, that's, that's not, that, that goes far over the edge of self-care. Yeah. And I think Um, there's, I mean, there's still a fine line in decadence, you know, it's, it's, unless you're doing something that's really harmful to yourself. Right. I mean, like really harmful. Yeah, exactly. And so I think those, you know, I also really try to notice, you know, we're so, we're all so busy and, and I can get very, very involved in all the projects that I'm doing. And so recognizing when I haven't made time for friendships or when I haven't made time um, to, to stop, to hike, to be outside, Mm -hmm. to, you know, work in my garden, that, that, that feels pretty important as well. So I'm, 
you know, I, I think calendar therapy is pretty important for me where I notice what, what hasn't been on the calendar and try to get it in there. Sweet. Um, and, and I think, you know, we were talking about hope earlier. I, I actually, um, there's a great author and teacher um, who's been quite inspirational to me. His name is Joanna Macy. And she talks about hope as a practice. Mm. You know, so I think about that, like, oh, it's, it's a martial art. You know, I, I need to think every day about what makes me feel hopeful about what, um, you know, what, I, what, is, what brings me wonder, mm. um, what I feel grateful for, uh, because I think that also just changes the orientation of my brain away from what's wrong and what I have to solve into that appreciation. Um, into that, you know, the heart part of the heart and hustle, mm -hmm. you know, really just getting to be, you know, in a heart space of uh, recognizing what's going right. That's a huge part of my self-care. Nice. And so the hustle, so that's the heart, but the hustle, you know, um, you're, you're, uh, shifting through different changes and career choices. And um, do you want to talk about that at all? What, what you have, uh, what's been hard and where yeah. you're headed? Yeah. Uh, well, a couple of years ago, I took a job as an executive director of a nonprofit called Acupuncturists Without Borders, which is an incredible organization. Our mission is to provide trauma relief acupuncture after natural disasters and human conflict, and to train uh, healthcare workers and acupuncturists to do this very simple ear acupuncture treatment. And it's a, it's a treatment that, you know, has been helpful for people all over the world, really. Mm, and I, uh, again, because I believe so deeply in the mission and had worked for the organization for a number of years, uh, you know, I was very willing to step into leadership and have been doing that for a couple of years now. And, you know, what I've found is that it's an incredible job and it is not the job of my dreams. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, I'm guessing a lot of people, you know, might resonate with that, right? You know, it's like you find something that feels like, wow, this is, you know, in some ways the the top tier job, it's a leadership position um, where, you know, the money is good and you're doing good work in the world. But if you still feel really drained at the end of the day, um, you know, how long can you keep going on doing that? You know, and that, and that was my question um, for myself. And I think I recognized in the course of doing that job that, you know, I'm, I'm a healer. I'm a teacher. Mm -hmm. I, I like to be hands-on with people. Um, and, and there are people who are amazingly motivated by raising money and managing, um, and managing things and creating budgets. Yeah. You know, for some people, that's their joy. Um, and for me, I realize this is something I can do. I have this skill set, but it's not, it's not, um, it's not recharging me. Mm -hmm. And you have, a, you have another calling. Yeah. Or several other callings. Yeah. And so you're and, getting yourself back on that path. 
Yeah. And, and again, you know, it's like, we're, we're, we're multiplicitous people. We can do so many different things. And that was absolutely, you know, the, um, working at, at that job and being an executive director, you know, has been an incredible learning experience uh -huh. and it was the perfect thing for me to do. And being able to recognize that it's time to move back into uh -huh. teaching and move back into treating acupuncture patients and move back into my writing. Yeah. And um, that's so important because I think people get stuck in that place yeah. and they don't take those steps. They stay in a place where it's been good or it was good and maybe it's not yeah. good anymore. And, but yeah. there are, and maybe you could get good again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, you know, I, I think everybody has to figure out what's the right piece for them. But when I, when I dropped in and really asked myself and all my friends like you, Paulette, <laughs> you know, what, what, what is the thing that's going to bring me life? You know, what is, what is the next holy risk? What is going to feed me? How can I be of the most service and the most effective? And when I asked myself those questions, it was really about coming back to, you know, this revolution of the spirit work and that I can do you know, the same work in trauma recovery um, and in helping people uncover their unique medicine, mm -hmm. I, you know, I can do that same work as, um, as a healer and teacher and writer. Right. Awesome. And I'm yes. so excited for you. Yeah, me too. Me too. Mm. And, and, you know, again, it's, it's always every change is a little risky. You know, it's, it's going to sure be different um, to yeah. not be getting the paycheck from the nonprofit Right. You know, every other week. And, but, but I'm up for it. Yeah. You know, I'm ready. And I think the thing that, that I always say is nothing is forever. That's right. It can always change. That's right. You That's know, right. just like my move to Southern California. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be forever, but it's what I'm choosing to do right now. Yes. And I'm ready for that too. Woo. So should we tell them our secret? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a secret. Let's do it. Um, so some of you know, I've already announced my women's retreat in Costa Rica in February, Illumination, my annual women's circle, gathering mastermind adventure. And as always, I love to bring you special uh, guest facilitators, teachers, and Raven is coming with us next year. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. So it's, it's February be 20th. Amazing. To 26 yes it's going to be epic, epic. yeah and and i just i love the the theme of illumination i think that that's it's so uh, it's so evocative you know because we all have that way that we shine you know especially when we're able to access that soul fire and and go on adventures and you know uncover what you know what it is that really brings us alive right. so can't wait to do that work i know to live lit up every day you know that's the thing to shine to and and what are some of the words you know glisten um uh, uh radiant sparkle radiant yeah. vibrant yeah so uh, you know and pairing that with the deep soul diving that we do um so that you can get to that place of living lit up and to go on these adventures, these, these physical, super fun things like surfing. <laughs> yes. 
ATVing and um, that's going to be an adventure for oh, me. Oh my God, it's going to be just a blast. But we, we, we really want to pair those with your own adventure, your personal journey, inner and outer, right? And to bring this, this small group, 12 women together in our creative and magical circle for a week in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. And to, uh, Raven, to have you there and bring your beautiful magic and your skills and your, your joy and knowledge and everything, everything that you are is going to be just so illuminating, so special. Yeah. And, and I, I can't wait to work with you, Paulette. And, and again, I think we're just going to um, have such an exciting, alchemical, transformative blend of you know, the amazing movement that you do. And then, you know, we're also going to really work on awakening people's writing voices, mm -hmm. you know, and, yeah. and being able to articulate what it is that you want and what it is that you do. And, right. you know, it's just going to be amazing. And, and I also think that making, making space for these for these transformations that can only happen in a container. So whether yeah. it's a, you know, an online class like revolution of the spirit or whether it's the retreat, you know, that, that you invest in setting this time aside to become this amazing alchemical vessel. And that's how we transform. Mm. Oh, I love that. That was great. Did you hear all that, you guys out there? <laughs> that was really good. That was really juicy. She's got such a good way with words. So we will be working with words and be rewriting yeah. that story. So, you know, me and also now Raven, who use words to transform. And that will be a big part of this, this beautiful retreat. And so, well, you're just doing amazing work in the world. I'm so excited for your new, your new adventures and the next paths for you. And, uh, thank you for being here with me today. Yeah, thank special you. Special treat. Yeah, special treat for all of us. I'm really glad to be able to introduce you all to her, if you don't know her. And um, um, let's see what else is coming up in the future. I'll uh, provide all the links to her course coming up, her class and her book and her website and all that good stuff. Uh, and I thank you all for being here with us for another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. So I am your hostess, Paulette Reese-Denis, and Raven. I think you're on that side, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> are you on that side? <laughs> uh, but Raven, thank you for being here. And any last words for our people? Well, I just want to say how thankful I am to be here with you and um, to uh, both just admire and support your incredible work, Paulette, in the world. Always deeply appreciate what you're doing. And yeah, I think, you know, I just want to say it feels like hope has been a theme and transformation. And so, you know, just if you are in a, a space where you're transforming slowly and it feels a little tough, um, you know, just want to let you know, I'm, I'm thinking about you and, mm. and sending you and practicing hope for you. And um, just a reminder to keep going, mm. you know, keep going because it's nothing. I, I loved what Paulette said, nothing stays the same, you know, so it's going to change. And 
and um, feel free to talk to some of us who yes. are, you know, who are really willing to hold this transformative space for you. So you don't have to do it by yourself. Absolutely not. Community support. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. And until next time, I love you. Be well. We'll see you soon.